1: The following program is sponsored by Grace Church, Dumfries, Virginia.
2: Virginia Bible College continues to provide an ideal place for you to go deeper in your understanding of the Bible and fortify your spiritual foundation. We are very excited to announce that we are moving closer to accreditation. After hosting a successful site visit in May, BBC is in position to achieve candidate status with the track's accreditation agency by the end of this year. With classes at the certificate, bachelor, master's, and doctorate level, we are the premium choice for the working adult. Our fall semester will begin on Monday, August 14th, and all courses are on an eight-week schedule. Fall courses include spiritual formation, leadership in the 21st century, intro to Christian theology, and more. We are also introducing an exciting new 18-hour graduate certificate in ministry program. So apply, register, and get more information today at babiblecollege.org. That's vABiblecollege.org.
1: Grace Church, real people, real lives Grace Church, real lives, real change Grace Church, real people, real lives, real change Hello, and welcome to Grace for Today with Dr. Derek Greer Hear this message and more online at gracechurchva.org Here's Dr. Greer
0: but Saul, you know, he got his thing. It's not fair. How come the blue? You, know, you know, he got all that anointing. I don't got that. You know, this whole thing. And he stayed in that thing and he lost it all. How do you become yesterday's man? By acting like this Saul. First Samuel 13 7. Let's look at one more incident. And we see that Saul has a habit, a habit of trying to run in other people's lane. He he didn't want to stay in his own lane. He always wanted what someone else has had. He wanted their grace, their anointing, their position, etc. We see this here. First Samuel thirteen seven. And some of the Hebrews crossed over the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead, as for Saul, he was still in Gilgal, and all the people followed him, trembling. The People were frightened, and they needed leadership at this point. They were about to face battle, uh, and. Uh, uh, the king was also getting nervous because he was about to do something dumb. Let's keep reading. Then he waited seven days according to the time set by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and the people uh, were scattered from him. We did a great message on this maybe about a year or two ago uh, uh, when God is late, and that's important. When God is late is an important time. He's about to reveal your heart. When God takes longer than you think he should take, that's when you really find out what's in you. It's really important. So Samuel was late, but God was working his process. And when God doesn't come as as planned, your true colors show. Your true colors show. Uh, Then he waited seven days, according to the the time set by uh, Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. So Saul said, bring a burnt offering and peace offering here to me. And he offered a what? Burnt offering. This was something the law said. Moses said only the the priests could do this. But no, he can't just be king. He has to be priest too. He always wants someone else's anointing. He wanted David's. He, 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 now he wants the priest's anointing. He, was, he just refused to be satisfied with what God gave him. We all have our different gift clusters. You know, have a little this gift, that gift, that gift. And the cluster together kind of makes us who we are and it's our special fingerprint. It's what God does. But yours looks different than mine. Mine looks different than yours. We can be encouraged by each other, challenged by each other, and, and all the rest. But be careful about wanting what someone else has and making that your thing. He just wasn't happy. He was king. He didn't need all the rest of the stuff. Be thankful you're a king. You don't have to be priest. Do you understand? And he tried to step into something that he was not anointed for. And uh, he did it. Now it happened. As soon as he had finished presenting the burnt offering, Saul came. See, it was a setup. It was a setup. It was a setup. Again, when God is late, that's when you really learn. When you think he's late, that's when you learn what's really going on in your heart. God had to expose his heart here. As soon as he presented the offering, Samuel came. Um, Yeah, Samuel came. And Saul went out to him that he might greet him. And Samuel said, what have you done? Skip to verse 14. The end result, God said this, but now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his what? Own heart. God's looking for a man that will be comfortable in his own skin. A man that will not compete with anybody else. Tomorrow's man now is, is the man. See, David was about to become tomorrow's man. Do you understand, um, Saul, at one point, he was today 's man, but then he became yesterday 's man because he let this jealousy get him. then he got more of a demon than an anointing, and that can happen if you 're not careful uh, and, but S- uh, Samuel actually remained today 's man almost all his life, and so it 's not an age thing it 's really about it 's really a heart thing, and you have to be mindful of how you you uh, protect your heart uh, but now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart, and the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people because you have not kept what the Lord uh, uh, has commanded you. Again, Saul became yesterday's man because he wouldn't get over himself. He wouldn't get over his little wine. He wouldn't get over, he wouldn't get past that. And because he didn't get past it, he became yesterday's man. So be mindful when you're saying, it's not fair. How come they, everybody but me, that's a demon. That's a demon trying to undermine your life and destroy you. That's a devil's voice. You hear me? And, and, and discern it and deal with it. Uh, otherwise, you can quickly become yesterday's man or woman. First Samuel sixteen one. Now let's cover the ground we started and we're... Wow, we went through faster than I thought we would be. How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? God made this choice. Be careful about being too sympathetic with those that God has rejected. Fill your horn with oil and go. Show me that you're on my team. I'm sending you to Jesse Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king amongst his sons. And Samuel said, how can I go if Saul hears it? He will kill me. Now, here's something you need to know. Well, first, you see, he has to take a risk. Today's man or woman stays to today's man or woman by taking risks, doing what God says, even though it may put you in harm's way. But also, today's man understands, and this is something you have to learn, that yesterday's man is always looking for an excuse to kill him. If you become today's man in this house, yesterday's man immediately becomes your adversary. In the workplace, it's true. You become today's person on the job. Immediately, yesterday's people want to find a reason to pull the rug out from underneath you. And it's a reality. So, you know, it's a, you know, it's like, hey, I want to be today's man. But also know there's an underside to that. And you're going to have to deal with, with some stuff being today's man amid yesterday's man. Because all three men were present on the scene at the same time. Yesterday's man, today's man, and tomorrow's man. And yesterday's man, if you know the narrative, Saul spent years trying to kill David, at least 15, trying to kill him. Uh, today's man, though, you know, he, he stayed today's man, and he, he eventually installed uh, 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 David. Uh, but uh, uh, this is a reality, and, you know, the truth isn't always pleasant, and it's not always going to be a, a rose garden walk. And you are going to have to deal with yesterday's man. Matter of fact, you know, people have said that, you know, yesterday's move of God is usually the greatest enemy of today's move of God. Because they're mad that God's not using the way they used to. So they're criticizing the people God's using now. And it sounds like they, you know, often, sometimes there's, there's some genuine criticism there. Uh, but, but the motivation is, is often comes from uh, a dark place. So you don't, you don't want to uh, go there. This is basically, yesterday's man is basically a has-been. You don't want to be a has-been. And the way you become a has-been is not keeping your heart right before God and not being grateful for where you are and what you have. Again, it's not a matter of age. It's a matter of disposition and heart. But the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. Um, Not only can people be slick, God knows how to be slick. I've watched God be so shrewd it was scary. God is the most intelligent being in the universe. Do you really think that one of us is going to outsmart him? So God's like, okay, to the shrewd, I will show myself shrewd. Okay, Sammy, you're right. He is going to try to kill you. So, you know what? Uh, I want you to, Jesus said it this way I want you to be as wise as a serpent and as innocent as a dove. I want your motive to be right, but I want you to think about it and be smart. He says, okay. If Saul knows that you're going to anoint someone else king, he's going to kill you. So what I want you to do is uh, go to the town and say that you've come to sacrifice for the Lord. And then when, when that happens, invite Jesse and his family. And then I want you to do it uh, uh, in that context of situation. Verse 3. Let me just go back up so you can read the whole sent, uh, statement. And Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears me, he will kill me. But the Lord said, take a heifer with you, and you say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Now, this was true. He came to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. Uh, Here's another thing. Today's man doesn't always have all the answers. He just has a general direction. (laughs) I wish, you know, that we could, you know, today's guys (laughs) knew everything. But sometimes just go there, and when you get there, I'll make it clearer. You just have a general direction at times. You shall anoint for me the one I name. Who names I name? And then there's a the whole thing. You know, the brothers came before him and all that. And, you know, one was tall. It's like, surely this Lord's not, it wasn't. Um, uh, but let's go, verse 4. So Samuel did what the Lord said and went to uh, Bethlehem. Now, today's man, if you're going to be today's man or woman, you can't be so concerned with protecting your position as much as obeying God. <laughs> Because he, I mean, he could have gotten in trouble doing this. As a matter of fact, he, he said, Saul will kill me. But he wasn't about, I'm going to protect. I, you know, I worked so hard for my reputation. I worked so hard to be okay with the king. I'm not going uh, to you know, be put in harm's way. I'm not going to uh, 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 forfeit that, trying to obey God. I'm not listening to you anymore. Some people do that. Their reputation and what people think of them becomes more important than the voice of God. Again, that is a sure way to become today's man. But, but Samuel didn't do that. That's why he always stayed today's man. He would take a risk. Okay, the Lord has said this. So I'm going to do this even again at, at personal risk. I'm going to leave my comfort zone. I'm, I'm going to go to uh, do some things I really don't want to do. Matter of fact, I like Saul. I really like Saul. It's David I don't know about. But because God said, I'm going to go. And he had to move against his own emotions because he is on Saul's team. He loves Saul. He mourns for Saul. He likes him. Saul was actually a winsome guy, you know, and, and people liked him. Um, but uh, he had to, to, to go ahead and do what, what he had to do. And the elders, elders of the town um, trembled at his coming and said, do you come peaceably? So Samuel was no joke. Uh, he had tremendous respect. And what he said happened. If he said, you're going to die in three days, you died in three days. If he said, you're going to live six years, you're going to live six years. Because not one of his words ever fell to the ground and people respected him. So all that respect he gained, he was willing to lay down uh, in order to obey God. Verse 5. And he said, peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. And as I said, uh, he goes through the, the various boys. And then, you know, it's like, well, none of these are the kid. And they said, uh, they didn't even invite David. He said, well, there's one more, a little run of the bunch. He's out there with, with sheep. And then he insists that David's called in. And then the Lord said, you know, behold, the Lord's uh, anointed there. Uh, verse 12, so he sent and brought him David in. Now he was ready with bright eyes and good looking. Uh, and the Lord said, arise, anoint him for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brother. Now, immediately, David became tomorrow's man. Now, scholars have tried to track this, and the best guess is that David was about 10 or 11 years old when uh, Samuel anointed him. He becomes king at 30, which means for 19 years, maybe 20 at the most, he was tomorrow's man. And some of us in this room you, man, how come then I need to get a, it's them people me. You, you know, you're tomorrow's guy. You're to, and you got to wait for tomorrow. And, and, and if God moves you in too quick, you're going to mess up stuff. And, you know, I know for me, all my ministry, I was tomorrow's guy. I knew it. There's nothing I can do about it. It's tomorrow. And I just had to serve today knowing one day I'll get till tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't know if it would be year 10, 11, 12. Then it kept going, kept going, kept going. But for years in ministry, I was tomorrow's God. And actually, if you notice the transition, this church is actually becoming today's church. But for years, we were tomorrow's church. You see, and, and, and don't try to be, don't try to skip stuff. When we, we, when we were when we were tomorrow's church, tomorrow's church. That's when we were growing. Guy was building character. He's doing all types of things. And, and, and part of being tomorrow's church, by the way, or tomorrow, yeah, is dealing with persecution, handling it well. Saul, today's man kept trying to kill tomorrow's man, over and over again. And David would forgive him, release him. At times he could have killed him, he chose not to kill him. Then he honored him. How you see? When you're tomorrow's man, you got to to handle today's men right. Even when they're wrong. You you catch me? See, what's, what's happening here, and this is why I know the Lord gave me this message. Some of you have been tomorrow's people. You're about to move into today's person. And you're about to become today's person. But if... Today's person doesn't handle others right. You can quickly become yesterday's man. So be mindful. Let me see. We're talking about becoming today's church. You know how we become yesterday's church? Start competing. Get the evil eye and criticize. That's how you become irrelevant. That's how you lose the grace that's on you. Now, Saul seemed to be today's man from the child to the time he was in Eli's house. He prophesied what happened with Eli's boys. It happened. Um, and he was just became a great judge. And until he died, he was just a great man. So you don't have to become yesterday's man. We don't have to become yesterday's church. But it's up to our heart. Do you understand? So keep your heart sweet. Keep, keep, guard your heart. The Bible says, above all, guard your heart, for out of it comes the issues of, of life. But what's going to happen is some of you are going to become God's today man financially. And you're about to, you, 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 up to this point, you have been tomorrow's man or woman financially. And it's about to shift. And I'm just telling you what I know. Don't push too fast. I, I am yes, I I am tomorrow's guy. I make peace with that. Okay, I I now, today's guy. I make peace with that. I'm just I don't want any of us to become yesterday's guy. And I don't want anyone to make peace with that. But just know that God's got you. You don't have to promote yourself. God will get you there. The Bible says, you, your gift will make room for you. So. Here's the thing, sometimes as a pastor, I look at somebody, man, great gift, great person, great character, but you're tomorrow. Oh, Bishop don't love me, he don't receive me, he's not welcome me in my church. You got tomorrow pasted on your forehead. If I put you in there today, I'm going to mess up God's plan for your life. But am I just going to yield to your emotions or am I going to look at what's written on your forehead? Do you understand? So, you know... You may be tomorrow's person. Go through what you got to go through to get to where you need to go. Be faithful. But the point, though, of today's study is that many of us, you're switching. You're becoming today's person. And I just want to warn you and encourage at the same time. I want to encourage you because the switch is here and it's coming. I want to warn you because if your heart's not right, you can get in trouble. You don't want to, you know, when you see tomorrow's guy, you don't want to start. I'm going to guard my position. I'm going to, you know, this is mine. Be careful about all that. God got you and he will keep you. It says, verse 13, I think. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And by the way, as soon as he did it, his brothers had a problem with him. Remember when he went, you know, to, to see his brothers going to war and with Goliath? And like, well, you leaving those few sheep to come out here. You so brag, so so uh, braggadocious and, and full of pride. And and you know, when the anointing gets on you, I folks, I want to be anointed, but there's a downside to that. People are going to criticize you. People are going to be threatened by you. People are going to make fun. And your brothers, you can almost handle a stranger, <laughs> but when it's someone close to you, that's a different deal. But that's part. Of the process. You have to learn how to deal with that when you're tomorrow's guy. Because when you face that with your brothers as tomorrow guy, when, it's sh- when, when you're dealing with crisis and conflict, when you become today's man, you would have already gone through the process and, and developed and become the person you need to, to be so you can handle that. Does that make sense? So when you're today's guys, you're not surprised when people are jealous and upset and envious and all the rest because, you know, you've been through that while you were tomorrow's guy. Do you understand? And you got that mastered because you, you stepped into Today. The Samuel took a horn of oil, anointing him in the midst of his brethren. The Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day what? Forward. Now Saul had lost the spirit of the anointing, and David has it. Here's the problem, though. It's not really a problem, but it's a fact in the narrative. Saul had the crown, but no anointing. David has the anointing, but no crown. And you will have seen where well, you have the anointing, but you don't have the authority, the standing, the position, it seems to get it done. How you handle that determines whether or not you really ever become today's man. Do you, do you hear me? A lot of tomorrow's guys have just messed up in gals, and they just missed, they never became today's guy. Because they were just so angry. I'm not today, and I'm tomorrow. How come he's today? And I'm going to get them today, people. them. They didn't think that. Stop it. Be tomorrow's guy or gal. Enjoy it. And then when today comes, step into today, enjoy it. and, And do the rest. But security is so important in our lives. And it's important that we get secure in God and secure in who we are. We we'll, we'll all have moments and we all have some level of insecurity and 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 you know but bring it to the Lord. Converse with him about it and and don't let the devil use it where you start hurting people because of your insecurity. That's what Saul did as king. I'm a spear David because he wouldn't deal with his insecurity. Um, My prayer is that may there never be anything like that to rise up in me to hurt somebody else because I got some weak thing going on inside me. So it's like whenever I see it rising, Lord, you know, tell me about that. Let's work this through quickly because I want to be safe for the people around me. And likewise you. So you you got to deal with insecurity. As humans, we got it by the bucket load. Um, But deal with it. Be honest about it. Pray it through. And God will keep you. If you're jealous, admit it. Yeah, God, I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm envious. Talk to him. He'll fix it. Don't try to hide it. Um, just be frank about it. Um, and, and God will will help. The Spirit of the Lord came uh, upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to uh, Ramah. Well, I think I pretty much said it all <laughs> really, really quick tonight. I want you to think about, though, before we leave here, are you tomorrow's person? Do you sense a shift? You're about to become today's, or maybe you got another 15 years as tomorrow. And can you be at peace with that? Um, Or are you today's person? And as today's person, do you have a, uh, is your insecurity going to make you a yesterday's person? Or maybe you're a yesterday's person, and, and you wondered how you got there. Well, this Bible study was to show you how you got there. Deal with your insecurity. Don't hate on people. and No. no. Deal with you. Be grateful for the gifts God gave you. And, and, and as you do that, um, you know, God is a great reverser. He can reverse you being yesterday's man and move you right into uh, today or tomorrow. It depends on his particular plan. Did that make sense to everyone today? Very good. I'm, we got him.
1: We pray you were blessed by today's teaching. Bishop and Pastor Greer also invite you to worship with us here at Grace Church on Sunday or Wednesday. We are just minutes from Potomac Mills and Quantico Marine Base. For a full list of service times, directions, free downloads, and more, visit us at gracechurchva.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Grace Church VA. That's Grace Church VA. We look forward to seeing you here at Grace Church, where we are real people with real lives experiencing real change. Grace Church and Derrick Graham Ministries thanks all of our friends and partners for your commitment and loving support. Your giving helps us continue to reach people and change lives all over the world. And together, we are making a difference. Join us in the Word again tomorrow, here on Grace for Today.
0: Like you, I've had my heart broken so many times I can't even count. But Romans 5.5 5 says, Hope in God will not disappoint, which lets me know that most of my heartbreak was because my hope was in people and things and not in God. What I've learned to do is to let people qualify themselves, meaning I love people no matter what unconditionally, but trust is earned. Confusing love and trust is a recipe for serious, serious pain. This is Dr. Derek Greer, and as always, live big.